Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of the Diversity and Fellowship podcast. Today, we are going to continue a series we started with our last episode called The Woke War. And we are going to look at the battleground today of education. Mm. Um, in the first season, we actually did an episode titled Education and Indoctrination. Yeah. And we covered some of the stuff we're going to talk about it today, but we didn't cover it. Um, from the lens of this idea of wokeness. Right. Yep. And so we're going to do that today. Yes. So with every battle, you have parties to the battle. So, mm-hmm. uh, Brother William, what are some of the parties to this battle? Well, I mean, obviously there's a political side of it, right? So there's a right and a left. Yes, And uh, the right has certain ideas that they think need to be taught or really it seems at this point the right is kind of more on the things that don't need to be taught. They're right. kind of against things. And then you have uh, the, the left, um, which is a little bit more open to certain ideas, you know, certain things, and yet they have, they have an agenda along with that as well. Oh, yeah. So, um, so give, us some, give us some quotes so we have some understanding of kind of where the right and the left are coming from. Yeah, so when it comes to the political right... Yes. Um, one person that kind of embodies the idea of kind of this anti-woke, anti-CRT mm-hmm. um, fight is a guy named Christopher Rufo. He is really intelligent, um, mm-hmm. but he's also <laughs> really kind of the warrior against um, what he considers wokeness. And he right. his his strategy, and he, I mean, he actually tweeted this, quoted this, mm-hmm. was to kind of put everything, what he calls various cultural insanities, under a, a brand category. For for him, it was critical race theory, wokeness. You put these two words and put all everything that seems crazy in the culture under this category. Mm. And then what he says is, and you want to have the public read something crazy in the newspaper and immediately think critical race theory yes, or wokeness. So yes. anything in regards to race, anything in regards to um, inequality and justice, mm. let's just put this label on it, whether it's critical race theory or woke, and that's what it is. And yes. so now you have a boogeyman. Yes. And with this boogeyman, you can say, well, critical race theory has been taught in our schools. Or you know, mm-hmm. wokeness is being taught in the schools, mm-hmm. and it could, all it could be is we're telling the truth about the history of America, right? But because you know people think it's crazy that we mm-hmm. view America in that way, it gets that label, and then yep, you know we we have to fight against it. Mm. On the left side, it, it's more of I have okay. an example. Can I give yeah. my example? Yeah, give of, an example of, of that. that. So. You know, right now in the news, everybody's uh, um, there's a, a reemphasis kind of on immigration and, and different things are happening. It, it appears that the current president has kind of shifted 
uh, his position on immigration. And, and somebody was pointing that out. I, I was reading a tweet. Somebody was pointing that out, kind of calling the president out for saying, hey, you're being hypocritical here. You used to believe this. Yes. You said that you weren't you weren't going to you know build a wall or whatever, and now you are going to build a wall. So he's pointing that. That's what the whole tweet's about, right? <laughs> yes. And then he gets to the bottom. It's like conclusion. And like conclusion number one was, here's what's wrong with the woke mind. <laughs> You're right. And I'm like, I thought we were talking about immigration. You yes. know, like I I don't where in the world did wokeness come out of in this discussion? But it goes right back to what Rufo was trying to do, right? Yes. You just you label everything. So if this if this hypocritical hypocritical approach to immigration seems crazy and insane to you, yes. And we should all say it. He, you know, he's not being he's he has he has shifted his position, right? Right. And and so we would say that's wrong. And and now you just call that woke. Right? Yes, that's woke. And so it's just. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a crazy, but but it's unfortunately it's very effective. Very effective. Yes. I mean, again, yeah. he's quite intelligent. Yeah. Like, even you know, being disingenuous, mm-hmm. he's very intelligent. Yeah. So uh, what would the left? So how does the left kind of handle? So this? I would say the left and and leading with grace somewhat is mm-hmm. saying that they they want to deal with America's history of injustice, but many times mm-hmm. what they end up doing is, is especially those. You know, outside of the faith, which mm-hmm. you, you kind of expect it, they can be heavy-handed. Sure. And and some of the heavy-handedness is taking you know philosophies and you know s- systems of thought like CRT and applying it across the board. Right? right. And so things like all white people are racist. Right. So you need to acknowledge that you are racist. And and I would say you know we're all sinners. Yeah. But I'm not going to go as far as to say all mm-hmm. white people are racist because I know mm-hmm. white people who marched with Dr. King. I know white right. people who fought to abolish slavery. I know white people who sure who who are genuine allies of minority groups. And and to say that all of them are racist would would go too far. It's a bit heavy handed. Right. And so you take any any different policy and you're going to have that problem. Mm-hmm. where you have one group who's trying to make everything bad about it, and mm-hmm. you have the other group who's possibly being heavy-handed, yeah. even if they're being um, genuine and trying to help. Mm. And so you want to be want to be careful on both ends of that when it comes to those parties. But we also got other parties to uh, this battle, and you know, people who get caught up in the battle are... Mm-hmm teachers and students. So right. you have the, you know, any battle you have the innocents, right? People mm-hmm. who are not a part, civilian casualties, so to yeah. speak. Mm-hmm. And so in this one, you have teachers and parents, teachers and students, yep. you know, you have teachers who are afraid of teaching about issues of, of race and, and diversity and inequality because they fear they're going to get pushback. They're going right. to get uh, pushback from actually the state. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The government, like mm-hmm. I'm going to actually lose my job or I'm going to mm-hmm. get pushed back from parents who feel like they don't want their kids being taught something right. um, negative about their culture, or their country. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you also got students who <laughs> aren't yeah. being taught what should be taught, right? which is a, a um, true account of American history. Right. You have students who are being removed from schools mm-hmm. because they are telling, you know, you got some schools again who are going too far 
Um, but you have schools who are just teaching the truth about America. And yeah. so what we do is we remove our kids, kind of mm-hmm. going back to white flight back yeah. in um, when schools were desegregated. Mm-hmm. Let's just remove our kids from, from these schools so they won't be taught this negative part of American right. history and we can have control over it. So not necessarily, we're not going to necessarily um, homeschool them, but we, we can send them to private school. I mean, right. I, I remember recently hearing a commercial on Christian radio, nonetheless, mm. of uh, um, this organization that produces curriculum and has kind of this homeschool and even a private school um, curriculum. They were saying that their curriculum was anti-woke. Like that was oh, part exactly. of it. That it, was it, a what, selling that point. That was a selling point is wow. that we are not teaching this woke stuff. We yeah. are teaching... We are anti-woke. And it's like, mm. huh, I'm not going to be investing <laughs> in, gonna, in this curriculum. I'm not going to pick that up, huh? My right. kids. Right. But it was interesting. Instead of just saying, you know, we're going to teach a biblical worldview, they actually mm. included, you know, yeah, anti-woke. The language was there. Right? And yeah. so this is Christian radio. So it's the, yeah. you know, what have, our, what have our kids been taught? Yeah. Right? And, and we have people who are actually catering to um, parents Right. who are upset about their kids being taught. And so parents are included as far as, you know, kind of the participants in that. In that, I mean, the, if you've been on social media, you've seen videos of parents at school board meetings just screaming and mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> just screaming out of their, you know, top of their lungs about, you know, kids being taught wokeness. Right. Um, not always true. Right. But it's, yeah. again... When you have this label being used to anything that's negative, then you have parents who are yelling at school board meetings. And mm-hmm. but it's good again that parents can be involved in their children's education. It's just what are we getting involved about? So yeah, yeah, this is kind of I the mean, parties to it. So I'm going to try to simplify some things, just yeah, to, so I can understand and and maybe help others. But like, um, so if you if you went back to kind of the right left um, breakdown. It feels as if the right is trying to throw a bunch of stuff, it's really trying to label a bunch of stuff woke, right? Yes. Just, just label these certain things. And let's just use U.S. history as an example. Because yes. Because it seems one that where this is happening a lot. It's a big one. Right. So we don't want anything bad, right? I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's an overstatement. We, we want to try to downplay any kind of negative portions of u.s history yeah so we'll here's the thing we'll teach about the bad but we're not going to teach as we're not going to focus as much on the bad right. and even how we talk about the bad is going to be watered down so right right and that was my experience in school right that's right that mm-hmm. was my experience right? yes. i mean it, it just felt like everything you know for the most part america was this great wonderful country yes and they deserved my support and my loyalty and my taxes and <laughs> everything right. else everything else right i mean they deserved all that because this beautiful yes history and yet when you start getting exposed to some of the actual things that happened mm-hmm. in history you realize, okay, why was this not taught, and why was this not here? And it seems as if some of that, wh- whether that was CRT's intention or or not, but but there were folks who were saying, hey, we've got to un- we've got to better understand what really happened. Yes. Um. I mean, I don't know if that was all of the, but that was at least part of what CRT was pushing. Right. right? 
it, it's it's and, definitely part of what it's pushing. It's the let let's view this from a proper what what they would feel is the proper lens of American mm-hmm. history. Like right. y- you all are viewing his, you know American history in this way. We're going to give you another way to view American right. history. And again, it goes too far in certain respects, but there there are aspects of it to where it should make us think and say, is this an accurate representation of American history? Right. And so the so the left is saying, hey, we you know we need to see this and we need to embrace this and we need to. But then you know what we're talking about. Sometimes they go so far as to say, hey, you should hate this country. You right. should hate the you know don't don't even think about the freedoms that you enjoy. Don't even think about you know uh, the good things that have happened. You should hate all of it. Right. Now, I mean, <laughs> you know, are people actually saying that? You know, maybe not. You know, are people on the right actually saying, hey, we just want to completely, you know, not talk? No, I mean, it's, it, there's, um, um, you know, there's certain ideas that are coming from both sides that are true, right? I mean, yes. there, there are good things about our history to, to say, to hold up and say this is good. Right. But you don't do that at the expense of the negative, right? Yes. Then you'd say there are negative things about our history that need to be talked about, you don't necessarily do that at the expense of all of the good and the freedoms that we currently enjoy. No, I mean you. You, there, what we want is honesty across the board, right? But it it feels like it's being tugged at, right? I Definitely. mean, one group wants to go in this direction, and the other group wants to go in this other direction, and uh, woke has kind of been used again. Going back to the the Rufo quote, wrote woke has kind of been used as one way to say. Hey, if people start trying to tell you negative thing, if there is anything negative in your U.S. history class, that is woke. Yes. Right? That is liberal. That is, and, and you know, that's really, unf- <laughs> that's an unfortunate use of the term. I mean, we would right. say that's a completely wrong use of the term, but it's a very effective way to accomplish your end, which is, let's don't say anything bad about history. Right. You know, let's, let's just say good things. Is that, I mean, is that... What's happening? I mean, is that a, a decent? That, that's a decent representation. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe a little bit too over oversimple. What's happening? But yeah, I would I would say that's a probably a good way to view it. Mm. Is that you know we we are more and more we're going to the extremes. We're leaning towards the extremes of of our country. And mm. we need to be able to find, okay, so this is good in regards to this, and this is bad. But we mm-hmm. are are losing our ability to discern that. Yeah. And so we have this war going on uh, in regards to our kids' education. Right. Right. And that, and that's, I mean, parts of that even, you know, the dis- discussion we're having is good. But for the most part, it just seems like we're screaming at each other and we're not, we're missing yeah. Um, really trying to get down to how do we best teach our kids, you know, um, American history? How do we mm. best teach our kids? Um, how, how, how do we best educate our kids? Right. Yeah. I mean, so let me ask you, let me throw this question. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you, you brought up the example of the, the curriculum that was anti-woke. Yes. What do you like? What does that mean? What do you, what do you, th- I mean, and, and obviously you haven't like looked <laughs> yes. at it and studied it or whatever, but if you're just having to guess. Yeah. Okay. I, I've seen some examples and, and what it, for me, what it looks like, you know, and just, you know, so people have some sort of context. Yeah. Um, we homeschool our daughter mm-hmm. um, for medical reasons. 
Mm-hmm. And so we we have to actually find curriculum to actually teach. And so I'm going through right. curriculum and, you know, I've, I've grown to be a little suspicious of, quote unquote, conservative Christian curriculum <laughs> when it comes to history, because what it does is it really does diminish slavery. Yeah. It makes it, it downplays mm-hmm. slavery. And yeah. there is minimum to no mention of Jim Crow era. I mean, mm. like, right. let's just don't even talk about don't, it. We're not even mm. talk about that. Now we'll get right. into some of the civil rights and usually that's going to be limited to Dr. Martin Luther King. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to be too much more um, except him. We're going to raise mm-hmm. him up as the example and we're not going to even, you know, talk completely about him. We're going to talk right. about the March on Washington. I have mm-hmm. a dream. Yep. Uh, he was assassinated. Right. That's it. And, that then it drops off. It's complete. We basically solved the problem of racism. Yeah. Right. Right. And and we what we don't talk about in the midst of like slavery is like there was a war. We talk about the war, but like the South really said they were going to fight a war over slavery. Hmm. Like that's part of our country, our nation. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it wasn't like the war ended and everybody in the South was you know, converted to viewing right. or in the, even in the North, right? Right. They were converted to viewing African-Americans as equals. No, that, that wasn't the case. Right. Or we, we look at Dr. Martin Luther King and we don't, you know, or the desegregation of schools and we don't, you know, talk about how there were people shouting at kids going into school buildings as those schools are being desegregated. Right. Uh, again, we don't talk about the South changes their voting pattern after the mm. Civil Rights Act and, and Voting Rights Act are passed. Like, we don't right. talk about all the opposition that comes in mm. the midst of getting these things right. So it seems like we just had this this clear, you know, this this awakening, so to speak, yeah. that these things yeah. are wrong, and we just, you know, repented and we turned away from mm-hmm. it, and now we got it all figured out. It's like no, we still have people who are against these very things, right. and and they fought against it, and they continue to fight against yep. civil rights act and voter rights act and all these different, you know, right. all these different yeah things we like to point to to say we got it right. They were fought against at the time and they're fought against now. So we, we just don't tell the the complete history of it. Mm. And we need to and and that's kind of where I where I see, you know, those those people who are kind of fighting against the anti woke is that they'll talk about it, but they'll talk about it as if we just had this great awakening and mm. we repented and everything was kumbaya and mm-hmm. we're good. And right. that wasn't the case. It just wasn't the case. And so mm. we, we gotta do a better job of saying this is this was the opposition then. How are we repeating ourselves even now by opposing right. some of the things we are opposing now? If we don't teach our kids that, then they won't know. That's right. And they yeah. won't they they'll just repeat the same and, and that's what I see. I just see us repeating the same kind of oppositions that was made against Dr. King, mm. against Jim Crow laws, against mm-hmm. slavery, I mean I mean against abolition of slavery. Hmm. All those different oppositions are basically just rearing their heads again. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So you 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 kind of di- you kind of uh, got into this a little bit, but what how how should we respond? Right. We want to yeah. we want to think through these issues and then really say, okay, as Christians, as uh, those who are wanting to faithfully follow after Christ, how, how do we respond to kind of this wokeness battle, particularly in education? Yeah. So I would say. 
first and foremost, you know, one thing is that we should be committed to the uncomfortable history of the United States. Yeah. Like committed to teaching our kids about history, like the truth <laughs> about mm. the United States and understand right. that that truth is not always going to be comfortable. Just mm. because something makes you uncomfortable <laughs> does not mean that it is false. Yeah. And, uh, and I believe that's where we've gotten to on both sides is that if, if it makes me uncomfortable, if it makes me upset, then it, it has to be false. And that's, mm. that's not true. Like when, when we read the word of God, we should, <laughs> we should right. be uncomfortable, right? Cause a lot of it is going to make us feel uncomfortable because we're yeah. sinners. And, mm. and I mean, just some of the stories in general just make me uncomfortable, but I have to bow to it. Yeah. I still have to bow to it. I That's still right. have to hold it as truth. And so it shouldn't surprise us that some of the truth is going to make us uncomfortable. We we should um, still be committed to it. Do you think you think some of that is because we're it's like this? Uh, we don't think our kids can handle it, or we're trying to protect our kids from anything that might be hard or uncomfortable. Like is is that it, or is that am I leading with too much grace? Well, there? if we lead with grace, we can say that for sure. And right. I believe there are some people who who kind of want to insulate their kids from the from that feeling of uncomfort. And, and, you know, thinking even to the Stop Woke Act in Florida, you know, some of it was uh, trying to phrase it in a way to make kids feel ashamed. Like they didn't mm. want kids to feel ashamed of being white because of what their ancestors had done with slavery. Right. right. So that, that feeling of being ashamed, okay, I don't want my kids to feel that, so we're not going to talk about that. Mm. But I think in in the more... For the most part, it is this idea is that I want to I want my kids to have a positive view of the United States. Right. Mm. And, and so that's what it really is, is that we're protecting the, the, yeah. the prestige of the United mm-hmm. States versus I want to protect my kids from right. um, feeling ashamed, yeah. so to speak. And I, I mean, I think, you know, we talked about this being you know a student teacher on that front. I mean, I. I get where that would be hard as a teacher, right? You stand it. You stand before a class that has uh, is very diverse. Yes, right. You have minorities in the class. Uh, you have Native Americans in the class. You have African Americans in the class. You have you know white people in the class. You have all kinds of economic background in the class, and so you start teaching about <laughs> yes. how majority culture treated and mistreated. You know, minority culture, whether that be African American or Native American or whatever it is, I mean, I could see where they right. I mean, I, yeah. I get that the, you know, but we, I'm with you. We have to learn how to do that well, right? Or otherwise, those groups are going to continue to not know how to relate, right? You know, like there needs to be some talk about the ugly history, um, so that or you know, it's the whole you know, you'll be doomed to repeat it if you don't, you know, if yeah. you don't learn from it then you're going to be doomed to repeat it. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I just give my, this is my shout out to all of our teachers out there who are trying to do this um, because I, I get how that would be hard. Yeah. And you're front line, you know, and you're, you're front line in trying to help students understand how they can come from different backgrounds, whether it's financial or uh, racial or whatever. You, you can come from different places and yet you can still come together and still still work together and still be citizens together, you know, all those yeah. different things. And, um, I mean, I, I think teachers who are, who are 
who are fighting that battle need to be commended. Yeah, that's a know? good word. That's a really um, good word. It is uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and it but but we need to. It's important that we don't lose it, and we or that right. we don't um, try to remove that awkwardness, you know, or whatever, because we need some of it. Yes, I would also say, um, you know, we need to we need to be committed to exposing our kids to different viewpoints. Now. You know the caveat: we have to do that in a responsible manner. I mean, yes. that, that's that's important. But um, but there are different viewpoints that are at times both of them are legitimate. You know, I mean, right. if you asked uh, somebody from the minority culture who was living during the time of slavery to describe slavery, and then you asked somebody from the majority culture who owned slave to describe it, some of both of what they're going to say is true, right? Yes. I mean, they're. they're and um, and you, you need to be able to learn from both sides. If all you're going to do is say, I'm going to listen to this side and never listen to the other side, then you may at least be missing at least some, right? Yes. Uh, if not if not a good right. bit of what was actually happening. I mean, what the, what it was actually like. And so we need to do that. Um, you know, I think maybe a, a good example of kind of the you know, getting, getting a vaccination shot, right. Getting a little bit of the disease. Right. So that when you are, you know, uh, for Christians, when you are exposed to something that is false, you're able to say, Hey, that's no, you know, that's not right. That's not, that's not right. And so, um, but if we're, if we're, if we're, if we're afraid to let our kids be exposed to hard truths or other views or other things like that, then uh, we're probably not doing a very good job of preparing them for what they're going to have to eventually face. They're going to face it eventually. That's right. And yeah. you you want them to be able to face it when they're in the security of your home where you yeah. can explain it. Ask versus, questions. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas when they're gone, you don't have too much control over right. uh, how to explain it. So you yeah. want you want to make sure that happens now. Mm. Uh, I would also, yeah. you know, just add, like, be careful where you're receiving your information. We talk about this a lot, but, yeah, you yeah. know, it's it's really important for believers. Um, don't take too much any news <laughs> at face value. Do the research for yourself. Because yeah. what happens in a lot of articles and, you know, in doing the research even for this show is I realize that's a lot of um, editorializing, so to speak, mm. not just giving the facts. I'm going to give my view of the facts. Right. And so you have to go beyond that and say, where are they getting their information from? Mm. Let me see what this information actually says. Yeah. So you have people reporting on, okay, this is what they're teaching in Seattle. Right. And this is what it means. And then you go and actually read what they're teaching in Seattle, like where they're taking their information from. Like, man, you have it's distorted, <laughs> it yeah. distorted that mm-hmm. so badly mm-hmm. because, again, you're you're viewing them in a through a lens that is not completely accurate. Yeah. Or this is what the, the state of Florida is doing to try to combat, you know, kids you know, learning about factual history. Well, okay, go to the actual law that the state of Florida passed Mm -hmm. to see what it actually says. Mm. Now, I don't agree with the Stop Woke Act at Mm. all. You know, I don't agree with it. There's some good parts of it still, though. Sure. And so you you can't just take what any side says Mm. is the truth. Like, take some time, do research for yourself before you go out and you start repeating it Mm -hmm. and believing it. And you end up fighting a battle that you don't even need to be a part of, for real. Right. Yeah, yeah. What else would you say, brother? Well, you know, you talked a little bit about you know having to choose curriculum for 
Kennedy as you know as a homeschool parent, but like yeah. if you're if you're a public school parent, you, you need you know, I mean obviously you're not necessarily choosing curriculum. You know we um, our boys are both in public school, and and we one of our goals is to do the best that we can to be aware yes. of what is being taught to our kids. You know to ask them questions and what was taught in this class, and oh you had a conversation about this. Okay, what was said? You know, and yeah. so try to be aware uh, just just to know and. Um, there, you know, we, we're prepared that there could be a point where we, and we've, you know, we've had to do this somewhere, you know, I think there was a time where there was a movie or something being shown that was pretty violent yes. and we didn't want our son to watch that. And so we asked the teacher and just said, Hey, we don't, we don't want to do that. And, uh, the teacher was fine with that. Actually, the teacher had sent the note home and, you know, was just saying that right. this was happening. And so, you know, I, um, I mean, granted that, <laughs> Sometimes you're going to get into situations where a teacher is not going to send that note home and you're going to have to figure that out. And then, you know, and, and uh, sometimes teachers can even set themselves up as, hey, we're going to correct where your parents have failed you and those kinds of things. Yes. But, but you don't want to just go into it assuming that and thinking that all teachers are like that. And, you know, but uh, so I again, I, th- I think we have to work with our teachers and learn, be, be aware of what's happening and um, and use discernment. Could there be a time where we have to say, Hey, we're just not going to let our kids be in public schools anymore. That that time could come, yes. you know, and uh, we're we're prepared for that if we if we get to a point um, where we have to do that. But but we need to we need to use discernment in thinking through that. Yes, amen. Yes. So, anything else? A crazy question. A crazy question. Okay, Kenny. Um, we've been talking about education. Yes. So, kind of heavy stuff today, but let's take it a little bit in a little bit kind of a lighter. Uh, a lighter direction. If if you Is could, it going to be lighter well, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe you're going to drop a bomb on this, I'll right? Bite, but like, uh, if you could add a subject to education, so we've talked sometimes in the past about like this was kind of taught, and it was kind of yes. silly. But like, if you if you're like, I want to, we should be having a class that teaches this, right? What what subject would you add? I would I would add me personally. I'm not going to necessarily add a subject i'm just going to continue a subject Mm, because one thing that i I probably mentioned this before on the podcast but one thing that you know really um disturbs me is our lack of ability to spell that's ridiculous (laughs) kenny we have spell check brother spell check is fine and and that makes it even worse is that we have spell check and people Mm -hmm. still come up with ways to spell words (laughs) that are not even close (laughs) right it is just completely wrong it's not Mm. even like synonyms you know or what you call a homonyms right that sound the same but spell different yes it's not even stuff like that it is just complete misspelling so you know how they kind of broke all spelling after elementary school yeah i know you just keep it going buddy all the way you through keep the spelling going all the way through you're like ready for like the 12th grade spelling 12th bee. grade spelling bee like, like it's it serious. is on it yes. is serious like we mm. we gotta elevate spelling take some away if you got to <laughs> take some away right <laughs> we can give you a list of things bad. we suggest yes, you take I, I away got some stuff that could be yeah. taken away yes but um yeah. we need spelling right I think that's good I mean yeah. that's okay yeah what, what I, about you brother? So I think I think I would add some type of um, of an investment class. Yes. So, what, what, are, we, what are we investing in, though? That's so kind of boring. Well, here, here's the know. thing, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm 45 now. I graduated at 18, right? If I would have had some some 
some wisdom and what to buy and what not to buy and things. I mean, I'm, I'm into, you know, I like to collect things and you're not talking about like blockbuster stock, right? Well, not, well, I mean, <laughs> cause you, you, you would be losing right yeah, now. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I mean, stock is one thing. I mean, stocks, obviously right. when you think about investing, you're thinking in the stock market, but yes. I'm thinking of even like, you know, collectibles or, you there know, we go. See, now it gets interesting. Cause then it's fun. Yeah. Right. So, um, if we would have all known, you know, to buy, certain you know pokemon cards when they came out nice. in 99 yes we could all be millionaires For you know real. and rich and all this kind of stuff and yet nobody was teaching us that and so we didn't even think about it and you know or if we would have known when we got our nintendos when we were in sixth grade that it probably would have served us just to leave it in the box and never open it right and then we could sell it now for thousands and thousands of dollars I mean, yeah, we probably would. You know, one thing they should have told us for real, like when you get, because when you get something that is, um, like an there's an error to it, Mm -hmm. and you think it's like messed up, and so it's not worth anything. That's right. Throw it away. It's trash. Throw it away. It's trash. Mm -hmm. Like those things actually end up being valuable sometimes. Collectibles, right? (laughs) Yes, I know. See, we needed some collectible principles. Principles. That's what we need. Just the principles. So anyway, all right. Well, good stuff. Uh, Thank you guys for uh, tuning in uh, this week. Hope that was helpful to you, and we will catch up with you next week. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.